before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN, that's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Know It All's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Back in the building. Big loss tonight, 123-121. Send back one boys, Tate Boy Fresh, Relly Hall. Fans First Sports Network. Wherever you listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify, give us a listen. Fellas, what's cracking? What's up, Relly? What's up, Tate Boy Fresh? And let's get to this pod. What's crack, Relly? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Just another day talking about the calves. Yep. Got it. Take boy fresh. What's going on with you, bro? What's up, big G, man? And Rally, just happy to have both y'all back in the building, man. Let's not even just gloss over that, man. You guys, <laughs> we all here together for the first time in a minute. It's good to have everybody back, man. Rally, how you feeling, man? We know you've been under the weather for, for a little bit. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling better now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie that uh that vid that vid is no joke. <laughs> I quickly realized it's my first time having it, so. But I'm glad to be back because that was not a great good feeling for well, me. I'm I'm glad it's your first time having it. it ain't nothing you're supposed to be used to. I think <laughs> I, I got it the first time myself for the first time over the over the holiday break. Um, between Christmas and New Year's, I was down in Florida on vacation when it happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. Big G, you had it a couple of times, huh? Yeah, I had a couple of times, man. It's nothing to play around with. It's nothing to mess around with. So for all of y'all that's out there listening to in podcast land, please make sure you take care of your health. I know you want to go to the Cavs games and support the Cavs, but if you got to, take care of yourself. Make sure you're masking up and do all the things that's necessary to ensure that you don't catch any of these viruses that's going around and getting at people. But, fellas. Big loss tonight, man. 123-121 to the Philadelphia 76ers. Let me get a recap from you guys, man. Tate, what you thinking, man? First thoughts concerning the game with the Cavs this evening. That's the game we're supposed to win, Big G. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Philly was down. Joy on B, Tobias Harris, uh, DeAnthony Melton, and a couple, couple other players, too, mm-hmm. that they were down, so... That's a game we're supposed to win. We were fully healthy. Uh, you know, they just never got into the rhythm like they have been for the past for the for, for during the duration of this streak so far. You know, the defense, the defense, I believe, let them down. I believe uh I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, they 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 let uh Philadelphia shoot 55% from the field. Yep. And, and yep. 42% from three. So, you know. Yeah, the, the the defense let let him down a little bit, and rally. Your boy, your boy Ubre had a great game, man. Remember I was talking about Ubre back during during the off season when he was a free agent. Yeah, I remember that. Ubre, Buddy Hill, and Tyrese Maxey. Hey, when Philly when Philly healthy, they're gonna be a problem, man. I mean, it's good. 
you know, it's a good team. Not that the Cavs can't beat them, but I'm just saying when they get healthy, if MB comes back, it's going to be tough. Facts. Relly, your early thoughts concerning the game this night, man. It sort of bummed out because we lost, and I saw Darius Garland shoot one of them boinkers, man, from the front. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, man, what is this guy doing? Man, your early thoughts concerning the game, man. I'm not too uh, – honestly, I'm not too mad about this. Like, I mean, I'm mad that we lost because it's like both y'all probably already agree this was a winnable game, right? Mm-hmm. This is a huge – but now that I'm looking at the percentages, I mean, we just shot ourselves out the game. Like, we totally. like we shot ourselves out the game, and this was one of those nights where you, you cold, you just like take, Uncle Tay said, you wasn't feeling it. So – how I'm going to look at it and how a lot of other Cavs fans is going to look at it, this is an anomaly, right? You know, shake this one off. You lost to a team, like y'all said, that didn't have none of their stars. They were just a whole bunch of players that was getting minutes. Like, shoot, Kenyon Martin was on the floor. Facts. You know, so so they were just out there just having fun, honestly, and they just played to what they should have been. You know what I mean? So the Cavs, they probably going to shake this off. They, you know, not going to take it too to heart, but – the cast should be humbled a little bit in the sense of just knowing that it is hungry teams in the East. Like it is a lot of scrappy teams, Philadelphia. Once they get healthy, they will be a little bit of a problem, but the Cavs shouldn't, this shouldn't have the Cavs pivoting. Correct. Correct. I think this evening is definitely the loss for the Cavs can be totally contributed to the three point shooting. I think the Cavs, you know, missed a lot of wide open threes, not necessarily even contested threes. But when you have a night of shooting like the way that the Cavs did this evening, especially from three-point range, and to have a two-point loss, I totally agree that it should have been a winnable game for the Cavaliers. Really, what you thinking, bro? I, I, I agree with you. Like, you could have said that any better. Like, it was a winnable game. Like, you, you can't be – Shooting thirty five percent from the three, and the other team shoot forty two percent from three. Like, yeah, and that's, and that's that it. That's it. It's not our shooting. It was our defense tonight. You giving up one twenty. You let them shoot fifty five percent. You let them shoot forty two percent for three. That's not okay, our yeah. shooting. That's our I, defense. I don't know. One made three in the game one. <laughs> yeah, one extra made yeah. three by and the game. And you win one twenty four, one twenty three. But it still don't say that about your defense tonight. I, I understand that, but I sure would rather have a win than a loss. I would have <laughs> rather, rather have a win than a loss too. But you, you got to try to come up with the reason. The reason is not the shooting. The shooting, yeah, might not have been as hot as it was. Sam Merrill didn't play a lot, but the yeah. defense let us down. We let somebody shoot fifty-five percent, and we just held Washington the other night to ninety-five. I mean, ninety-five points. Yeah, I, I definitely will say this too. Considering all things, all things considered. I think that the 76ers did themselves well by the acquisition of Buddy Hill. And I think their 3 and D players that they have, you know, that play around the perimeter for the 76ers is going to cause a lot of problems. And you saw that sort of tonight. Like you said, with even with a guy like Kenyon Martin coming up big for the for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers this evening. Buddy Hill played his heart out. Maxie definitely played his heart out. So now, you know, with the 76ers having those perimeter players, it's going to be an issue for Cleveland, but I'm not going to dwell too long on it. I know it was a loss. We got a couple of topics that we want to talk to you this evening on the That's Rather Cavaliers podcast. Tate, you sent me a graphic, man, talking about the Cavs' win streak or run streak of 17 wins, one loss, 
and the span started through 2010 of 2024. What's that graphic all about, man? What you talking to me about concerning? Because I see the Cavs are over Milwaukee as far as win streaks is concerned, over Golden State as far as win streaks are concerned. What are you saying about the run for the Cleveland Cavaliers this year? Take boy fresh, man. Like I said, was, was saying, what are we talking about concerning this run for the Cleveland Cavaliers? 17 and 1, but winning by a nice average of scores, man. And you showed me a graphic concerning. You know, spreadsheet with the Golden State Warriors, Milwaukee Bucks. Let me get a quick explanation concerning the spreadsheet for the Cleveland Cavs. Yeah, man. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just a, a graph stating. And for the listeners that can't see it, uh, the Cavs are, are are number one on this list. There's eight teams. Golden State's on there two, four, four times. Milwaukee's on there three times. So this yeah. is kind of company we keeping with this. With this 17 out of 18 uh, game win streak before tonight, this is before tonight. Mm -hmm. We thought we'd be talking about another win, but so before tonight, 17 and an 18 game stretch, the Cavs were outscoring their opponents by average of 16.83 points a game, mm -hmm. plus plus 303 over the 18 game stretch. That was their their plus minus on the court against their opponents. So mm -hmm. 18 games, they won by. 303 total points, and that's an average of 16.83. So that's what the graphic's all about. Uh, if you look back at it, the best was Milwaukee and Golden State in in 19 and Golden State in 16. They outscored in 18 games their opponents by 307. Mm -hmm. The Cavs were 303 currently, but it's the it's the longest stretch, the highest scoring uh, stretch plus minus. Since 2019, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, that's facts. And I think both of those teams are former champions. So at the time when they went on those streaks, they were like championship builder, championship bound, trying to get a championship for their particular cities. Hey, man, so quick question, man. The national perception of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, I got you. Hey, so listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Pay a couple of bills on That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Let's get a quote from our sponsor, and we'll go from here, man. We'll be right back on Fans First Sports Network, That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. And we're back with that's rather Cavaliers. And we're back with that's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Back in the building with Relly Hall, Tate Boy Fresh. What's going on, fellas? We talking this Cavs talk, lost tonight. We got some other bigger topics to going on. What's cracking, Tate? Oh, man. The Cavs let one get away, but we play. Chicago on Wednesday to close out the schedule before the All-Star break. I think we're going to be having another dual cast with the uh, Chicago Bulletin Board podcast, fellas, after that game on Wednesday. At least that's what we talked about. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, man, so just looking forward to the All-Star break. We got Donovan Mitchell in the three-point contest. Uh, we got Donovan Mitchell playing in the game. Should be an exciting weekend, man. I think dudes can go ahead and get rest and get their mind right as far as the Cavs go. And we come back and just get to this, this second half of the grind. Absolutely. What's going on, Relly, man? 
What's happening with you concerning this Cavs talk, man, with all-star games and stuff like that going on? Right now, I'm just – I'm liking – minus tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Cavs, man. They look pumped. They look energized, and they look hungry, right? We've been saying all season how we want our Cavs to start looking like they want to win. And the first half of the season or quarter of the season, they wasn't looking – like legitimate contenders now they starting to look like some so hopefully they can keep this up because in the playoff is is gonna get real absolutely speaking hey. speaking of looking like close contenders big g man did we not we're not getting a lot of respect in the national media i mean some some folks do um there's, there's i mean I'll, I'll let you let us know when to get to it but there's this clip from nba countdown on super bowl yes yesterday super bowl sunday Mike Stephen A. Smith is all hype about the Knicks. Mike mm-hmm. Mike Wilbon tell him don't 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 sleep on the Cavs and so did and so did Chinny Chinny Ogalloway. She yeah. she said don't sleep on the Cavs either. So maybe a little bit of respect starting to come around. Maybe maybe, but as of now, you know, if you look at the national power rankings, the Cleveland Cavaliers are like third as far as power rankings are concerned, behind Boston and L.A. Clippers, which is surprising. The Clippers are ahead of the Cavaliers based on the fact of how they played this season. But, you know, Denver's four, Minnesota's five. What y'all thinking about the Cavs being number three in power ratings? Tatum, I ask you first, man. What you thinking with Cleveland now with a 35-17 and 17 record with the loss this evening? I think that's probably about right, man. I'm not, I'm not even – three might be high for us, man. We might just belong in the top five right now. I feel like the top five is giving us respect. We did just beat the Clippers like a week ago. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't beat the Celtics. Denver's a defending champion. And Minnesota's one in the West. So, you know, these power rankings don't really mean much right now. They're fun to look at for, for us fans and us, us talking heads to talk about the stuff. But I think the Cavs are slated in, the, in a nice spot right there at 35 and 17, being the third-ranked power-ranked team from the NBA.com. Yeah, I'm not mad at a top five power ranking at any time during the season. But, Relly Hall, do you think it's it's deserving for the Cavs to be up that high right now? I mean, I know they've been hot in a firecracker, but, man, do you think that they deserve to be three or should they be down a little lower or slated a little higher? I don't, uh, I don't think they should be higher. Um, honestly, I think from what they've been doing – so far, that is probably the best place you can put them. Maybe you can, at worst case scenario, maybe five just because, you know. But I, I do think that's the perfect spot. Like, I think this is a situation where <laughs> the power rankings is just a representation of who's hot at the moment. Mm. And that's the Cavs, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that is that is the Cavs. Boston up there because they got a lot of depth, and they're they usually – you know they can uh they control the tempo so i think that's a, a really accurate list for for fans honestly yeah i i agree i, I agree somewhat man i just the thing about the calves is is that or just like for the whole nba things can go helter skelter at any moment and a lot of that has to contribute to players health availability of players and or being able to win games that you're supposed to win so the Cavs have shown us, I guess, consistently over the last 18 games, that is something that they are capable of doing. But like both of us have said, or all three of us have said, the Cavs need to continue to push this momentum through. We got one left before the All-Star game. Let's get this last win. 
rest, get your mind right, and get focused on what you need to do moving forward, you know, concerning the back half of the season. Tate, you had a clip that you wanted to run concerning the national, something that was said concerning the Cavs and a lack of respect, man. I mean, what's going on oh, with the no, RESPECT? It's, it's more about they finally got a little bit of respect, like I said, from the NBA countdown crew. And I and I also want to get into uh, J.B. Bickerstaff talking about Donovan Mitchell as the MVP. He was asked, uh, do you think Donovan Mitchell, why why is he not in the NBA, NBA MVP discussion? So And also, we need to talk about this before we even get into that, man. Donovan Mitchell is the current reigning MV player of West Eastern Conference player of the week for the Eastern Conference going into All-Star break. And the Western Conference player of the week is some guy. Really, who is that? He's got that Don and Luka, man. <laughs> oh, that's Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Oh, yeah, Big G don't like that. Uh, I mean, it is, he had a dead <laughs> clock is right twice a day. You know, he had one good week. So hey, what? Hey, they hey, still rally, suck. Rally. He, he's a, rally. Did you see the other night, Friday night, they beat OKC by 35 points? Uh-huh. Did he you, beat the brakes out of that boy. Yeah, beat the brakes out of that boy, did man. You see that there, did you see that the Dallas Mavericks are in eighth, possibly in ninth place after the night and might not they, even make they, the play in? The Miami so, Heat so, was a playing team last year and went to the finals. The Lakers was a playing team last year with the Eastern Conference Finals. Don't pay no attention to that. Don't pay no attention mm-hmm. to that right now. If they don't make we'll it, see. then I listen to you talk. If they we'll if they see. make if they make the <laughs> if they make the plan and and they OKC number one and they number eight, OKC in trouble, bro. So hey, let's, at, let's, as far as current MVP standings, who who's who's one and two? I'd say Shane's probably number one right now, but they're no, winning Joker, against him here Joker at the head. Joker one, Shea two. I think I think Shea probably number one. And, and Joker getting the brakes beat off him right now by Giannis. Facts. It's true. So, you know, I mean, I understand that, like I said, hey, Luka, hey, on, it is what it is. On the Cavalier podcast, we come at you with real-time facts. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, like I said, Luca, it is what it is. A dead clock is right. And it ain't really fair because, in my opinion, Donovan Mitchell is playing better basketball than Luca right now, in my opinion. Don, see, it's one thing when you average 31.3, 10.5, and eight assists a game, but your team is three and seven or three and eight in the last 11. And it's another thing when you're averaging 27.8, 4.8, and 5.0, and your team's nine and one in the last 10. It makes a big difference, man, when you start talking about stats versus stats and wins and losses because you play only to win the game. That's the only reason why you play. Hollow stacks mean nothing except for maybe possibly getting yourself into the Hall of Fame at the end of your career. That's just my thinking. And I think Luca puts up a lot of hollow stats. That's just my thoughts, fellas. Before we switch topics, what do y'all think about that? Well, I think Luca is, I mean, they're they're six and four in their last 10. So, and the Thunder is six and four in their last 10. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's not act like Four out of seven, or whatever you just said. That that, that they they're six and four out their last ten, and they just beat the brakes off OKC. So mm-hmm. we just take it from here. Lucas <laughs> averages are better, and you know, and Shea's deserving right now. But they've dropped to third. I mean, technically a tie for second, but well, actually they have one more loss than the Clippers do. They got seventeen. Yeah, I have a game back from first. I have a game back from first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, so Donovan Mitchell, man, and with the Cavs' national perception on NBA Countdown yesterday, Super Bowl Sunday, this is what uh, 
Mike Wilbon and, and Cheney had to say mm. about the Cavs because Stephen A. Smith was to his to his Knicks horn. So let's let's hear what they had to say real quick. Hey, apologies for the trashy audio, man. Mm -hmm. It was it was it was low, but I mean I can hear what they said. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with you know, but Stephen A. Smith has always been like the biased guy, especially when it comes to his Knicks. You know, you got to remember I rode with the Knicks for a long time, so I understand what he's saying. But I think right now at this stage in the game, the Cavs are definitely a better team than the New York Knickerbockers. Really, what you thinking, bro? <laughs> I got to start off with my premise. Just, I can't even be mad at Stephen A, man. Like, this is – he's a Nick fan till, till death, do, do in part. But at the same time, the Cavs is a better team than the Knicks. Fact. Like, I, I just – yes, I understand the Knicks made some solid moves. They got mm -hmm. they got Bogey. They got uh, they got uh, OG Anobi, you know, mm -hmm. even though he's dealing with his injury. But – they got some good pieces. They got some smart pieces. They did some good things, but I just don't think the Cavs, right? I mean, I don't think the they got, they got, they got better roster is a better. They team got Burke us. too. They got Burke too. Yeah, good score. You know that's respectable. But pound for pound, I just don't think the Cavs. Because right now, like what we seeing from the Cavs right now is like <laughs> you can look in their eyes almost and just say, yeah, they are looking for the Knicks. They mm. do want to play them because they know they shouldn't have lost home the first time. Yeah. And they shouldn't have lost to them the first time. They just got bullied. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But Tay, your your thought concerning man is the Cavs. I mean, we're saying they're getting national media respect, but I hear a lot of disrespect from Stephen A. Smith coming across his mouth, man. So do they? Do they? Do we really get the respect that we deserve concerning some of the bigger national media uh, personalities? Nah, man, and it's directly related to. How they performed last year in the playoffs? They let the Knicks do to them. I mean, yeah. how, how how can we say the Knicks, the Cavs is better? And we just saw last time we played a series. Now the Cavs may be more equipped and more ready for them this year, but mm -hmm. we can't say what Relly's saying. With you know that they better, they just smash us. That's why we don't get respect because we got we had a better record. We had home court. We went to the playoffs last April, nine a year ago, and got smashed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, same, I don't disagree. Same, same team. Only thing different, we got Struce over Chetty, and we picked up Miang, basically, right? Yeah, facts. Total facts. I mean, other, other than that, we running it back. So, yeah, I think they do want to play the Knicks. I mean, because because that's that's the measuring stick right now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even with this, it, it'd be a lot, a lot more fun to talk about this if we didn't just lose to Philly. But just, you know, sweep that under the rug for now. And we're just talking about this right here, the Knicks and the Cavs. Mm. I think the Cavs can, can compete. They're ready to give the effort. Donovan Mitchell's playing better. He's going to be hungry going into the garden this year. It's going to be different, but we can't say that they better. And Stephen A. Smith, you know, do we really listen to Stephen A. Smith, man? I know I don't. I yeah, mean, he, they said, they said Stephen, don't sleep on the Cavs. And he said what he said, and we, we, didn't, we didn't get that part. He said, I'm not sleeping on the Cavs. He said, I'm snoring on the Cavs. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> what he like said, they, like they total trash. Like I mean, that's basically what he's saying. Like they total trash, and that to me, that's total disrespect. He gave, he gave, he gave Donald Mitchell a lot of props. I mean, you know, and Donald Mitchell, like Chenny was saying, you know, is, is an all star. It was tough for her to not vote him as a starter, but he should be in the MVP discussion. And we're gonna hear what JB Bickerstaff had to say about that real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, to me, it's foolish. I don't know. You know, it's. You know, you have a team um, who is, you know, tops in the league in offensive categories, defensive categories, wins, losses, um, and he's having a phenomenal year. Uh, he's having, you know, the probably, I mean, by the numbers, the best year of his career. Um, you know, so a guy who still, I believe, should have been first team All-NBA last year um, to have a, be having an even better year uh, and not to be, and the team is winning. Um, for him to not be in the conversation is kind of laughable to me. The balance that he's found um, in, you know, how he creates throughout the game uh, for himself and how he creates for his teammates. Um, you know, I mean, like there's there's moments in games where you know your stars have to be stars, and you know there's guys who are run stoppers, right? And Donovan is one of those guys, but he's not forcing the issue. Um, you know, he's taking the plays that are there for him. And, you know, like the other night in Toronto, uh, he had an opportunity where he got a wide open look in the slot. But instead of taking it, he made the one more to George in the corner and George knocked down the three. Like that's elevating everybody, not just himself while he's out there on the floor. And I think, you know, it's gone a little bit unsaid, but he's done a hell of a job defensively also. Um, you know, we've put him on difficult assignments. He's taken those challenges one-on-one defeating screens like all those things so uh, I mean there's just a you know a completeness to his game um, and again it's elevated everybody but one of the things that you know you enjoy seeing is like his teammates are elevating him also you know and it's like nobody is isolated from that right it's everybody's responsibility to help lift the next guy up uh, and that's what everybody's doing I mean I, I don't disagree at all with a coach Bickerstaff, man, but this is that argument, like I said, that I keep going back to with Luca. Donovan Mitchell should be a top three or four MVP candidate as of today. But the key points that the coach point, pointed out, he elevates his team. His team is winning. They've been on an outstanding win streak. And He's playing the better basketball than he did from the year before. 
That's all reasons to be in the MVP conversation as far as I'm concerned. But a lot of NBA players and a lot of people that analyze the NBA won't give him that respect because whether we like it or not, first team all NBA at guards is basically locked. It's going to be Shea and Luka. And there's some bias in that. And I think it's sort of like some tendency bias based on what a guy does. So I, on one hand, in, in totality, I agree with Coach Bickerstaff, but I know how the NBA, especially analysis, play this game. So, Tate, what you thinking, you know, concerning my thoughts with that whole, you know, where Donovan well, should actually be concerning MVP? Real quick, tonight, and he's actually talking in the locker room right now, Donovan mm -hmm. Mitchell, but he scored 36, four rebounds, six assists. Uh, his 18th 30-point game of the year. Facts. Yeah, he shot 4-9 from three. Uh, and had 17 free throws getting to the line right now. We talked about how they could have won. Donovan was 14 to 17. If Don had been 100%, we'd be good, right? But nah, not wow, not, not putting that on Don. But mm -hmm. both both the bigs, Mobley and Allen, both had double doubles again, too. Mm -hmm. So, but going back to Don, big G, and you know, we do some different podcasts, we do a college football podcast, we do our Steelers podcast, and one thing that you've been known to say about the play from the quarterback position is a, a truly great quarterback is a force multiplier, right? Facts. Meaning what? Meaning that he elevates all of his team and puts them in position to do better, which makes the team better. They don't right. take all so – they, they don't suck all the oxygen out the room. He could he, – he could, that, that quarterback, whoever we're talking about, could take a third-round receiver – and make him better than what he is, right? Total facts. So I, I, I'm kind of getting the feeling. That's the same thing you said about Donovan Mitchell on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. He's a force multiplier. Absolutely. So, I mean, his his scoring is up. His rebound and his assists are all up from last year when he was second-team All-Pro. Facts. His team is third in the power rankings Yep. right now, second in the East, and yet we, we, we don't hear about him the MVP been being an MVP discussion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's just Cleveland itself being overlooked, you know, yeah. the Cleveland smaller market, but you think that, but why is Shea getting so much love? He in a small market in OKC. That's total facts. That's total. And if you do comparison to players, Don is closer to Luca as far as like the way you play versus Shea. So I, there's some bias in this, man. Really, your thoughts about all of this bias that's going on concerning the NBA and them overlooking Don Mitchell, man. I'm going to be honest. I was about to go a whole nother route with it up until I heard what y'all said. And I'm glad y'all went first, too. Because, you know, I, I really was about to be quick to say, you know, starting off with Luca, <laughs> But, like, the reason they look at or they value him a little bit differently is because of who he got on his team. Right. Mm -hmm. But then but but it really it really is because you look at you look at his talent. That's what's going to boost him. But then you do look at you do look at Shea. Right. And his team, he, he got some help. But. You look at Don and I mean, they both, to be honest, if you want to be like a spade is a spade, they in a really similar situation. Facts. And. 
Shay has a lot of hype and well deserved because Shay he has been putting his will in the NBA, but Don has been doing the same thing. Facts. And like y'all said, both small market teams. Like we can't even we can't even get away with that excuse saying he's not in the conversation because he's a small market team. Because I mean, Oklahoma has lost countless of stars because of that. Yeah. Right. So really, I don't know if it's just a Cleveland thing. I don't know if. The voters just don't like Don, but <laughs> it's looking like it might be something deeper than basketball. Cause uh yeah, yeah. I, they cause they not keeping it consistent. And this one right here, they're not keeping it consistent. And I, I kind of gotta uh, agree with JB because it's like, you know, we got Shay, and some people might say Shay is the MVP, and Don not even in the consideration for it. Well, the the issue is even for the all first team all NBA. That it's it's almost like Luca is a given, and it's got to fight it out between Shea and Donovan. And I'm saying Luca don't deserve it. Where is this team ranked as far as the rankings is concerned to even get in? Both Don and Shea have their team playing at the top of their conferences for this, and their stats are up, and they're force multipliers. So why are we having a, a conversation about a guy who's a stocking stuffer or stat stuffer? Yeah, he puts up big numbers, but where's his team at? I thought the last I checked, I thought we played basketball to win and to win championships. Luca's not in this conversation. If I had to pick the best two guards as of today in the NBA, it would be Donovan Mitchell and Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Why are we even having this issue with Luca? But that's just not how the national media is portraying this thing. And it's I think it's totally unfair, in my opinion. Take your thoughts about that, bro. Well, um, we know we've been here before. We know how you feel about about Luca. I think you <laughs> you using this as a platform to go ahead, Luca. <laughs> but it's, it's it's facts, though. Well, I mean, it'd be different if it wasn't facts. Big, big G, he's a beast. I mean, his team gonna be in the playoffs. They're gonna be all right. I think right now with Shea and more so than with Donovan and Cleveland, it's more of a it's more of a of they're they're the he's he's the media darling right now. They're really young, a lot, a lot of, a lot of really good talent. You know, uh, Paul. Well, not what's his name, Pressy. Their uh, GM yeah, has a has a has a has a ton of picks when we trade stuff away. He can right. make a move at any time before the trade deadline. So, yeah. I mean, Shea is well, well, like I said already, well deserving. I'm not saying Shea is trash or Shea is this. Shea is well deserving. He should be the front runner right now in the MVP discussion, but. Now I lost track of the question. What was the question, Big G? Why, why is it that I that I feel, and I think that from a national media standpoint, we got to pick between Shea and Don being first team to go with Luca. Well, I'm saying Luca shouldn't even be first team. It should be Don and Shea. If if, if it is the season end of the day, that would be your first team All NBA guards. It would be Don and Shea based on performance on the on the court and what they elevated their team to do. Well, it's a it's a discussion for that man. I mean, and some of it is a popularity contest with the media. Some of them votes and stuff, but you know, I can't I can't take none from Luca. The Luca beats and long as his team make the playoff. Russell Westbrook won the MVP of the league, and his team was five hundred. So facts, it it happens, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I'm just, I feel you. But that might be the pro. Like I think 
you know, this is where I got to agree with Big G. I think that might be the problem because there's no consistency with how we gauge this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all know how I feel about Luka, but low key, like if we're going to say, say Shea is dominant in the league, mm. he's in a small market, he's, he's pinning them on, he's doing it with the pieces he got, he got them a top seed in his conference, Don doing the same thing. Facts. And you know what I mean? So if you're going to do that, you might as well do Shay and Don. Like if you're keeping it consistent, right? He's checking all the boxes. He's made a small market team relevant. He's made a small market team on TV. He's beating all the, the teams you're saying are uh, titles contenders. Facts. And, and keep in mind, this is a regular season award. So if you're talking about regular season, Don has had a pretty fantastic regular season. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when you have to say, like just a moment ago, Uncle Tay, you was talking about if Don went 100 percent from field goal, we would have won. From right. Free throw, from free like throw. The, the fact that Don is borderline close to perfection, mostly every single game he plays, even though he do has his his imperfections. But his imperfection for like 99 percent of the league is like still a superstar performance. He's definitely he's definitely playing like like an MVP right now, and he's playing, you know. But we we talking at the at the fifty two game mark, right? That's where we at. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know, we got let it play out. I mean, Don could beat out Luca. Don could Don could beat out Shea. Don could Facts. fall off. But you know, we just talk. We, we we don't know who first team on NBA is right now. We know who the All Stars is. There's that argument that for the All Star game, Don Mitchell should be starting because he's one of the Best guards in the East. Facts. That Dame Lillard got voted in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think Ty- Tyrese Halliburton deserves it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but, Dame, Dame got voted in on popularity contests over Don. Mm. Really, you was going to say something, bro? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm about to say, I, I just feel like, and I'm glad you said the All-Star game, I just feel like how – how they vote on the all-star game is like is exactly how they vote on yeah, those exactly awards. What? And like how they vote on that all-star game is exactly how they vote down the line on all, all NBA and those awards. Like same because all those media because cause now it gets because once you get to those votes, it comes to those media guys. They look at who is the most attractive in the league, who who they think is the face, who they want to be the face, and for whatever reason, they don't want it to be done. Yeah, big bias. <laughs> big, but, big bias yeah, out I, there. No, no, I, I agree, but and, and that is for the all all NBA teams. It's but you know hundred hundred panel of sports writers and broadcasters. But the All Star game is fans fifty percent, players twenty five percent, coaches twenty five percent. So, so there is that that knowledgeable factor in there, not just a popular, but the popularity contest folks get a, get a get a big vote though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That that's true. why Dane is probably in over Donovan right now. Yeah, true, true. All right, fellas, we're gonna take a qu- another quick commercial break. Pay a little couple more bills, couple two three seconds. Pay some pay some bills on Fans First Sports Network. That's rather Cavaliers, and we got to come back with a hot topic with a comparison to two of the best guards in Cavaliers history. Give us about 10 seconds. We'll be back after we quick word from our partners. All right, we're back. 
That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast on Fans First Sports Network. Hey, we took a look at the clock, took a look at the time. We're going to go ahead and swing over to a part two of the conversation concerning one of the best two guards comparison for the Cleveland Cavaliers and the history of the Cavs. Fellas, we're going to pause. We're going to stop this show, move over to part two. For that's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers. As we close out, let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs.